Welcome, this is the Sales IQ Podcast. My name is Luigi Prestonenzi, and I'm on a mission to help salespeople be the best sales professionals they can be. Each week, we'll bring you a different message from thought leaders from around the globe, so we can help you master the art of selling. Welcome to another episode of the Sales IQ Podcast. I'm your host, Luigi Prestonenzi, and as always, I'm honored pumped and excited that you have joined us. What will be a brilliant episode? This week, we are joined by the famous Jennifer Gluckow, founder of Sales in a New York Minute, author and also podcast host of one of the best sales podcasts in the world, the Sell or Die podcast. And she co-hosts that with the famous Jeffrey Gittimore. Now, this is a great episode and one that's so focused on mindset and one of my favorite topics. And what I love about Jen is that she really embodies, you know, what it requires to be successful in sales from a mindset perspective. Everything about her is contagious. Her laugh, her energy, and everything she talks about, you will absolutely resonate with and really enjoy. So this is going to be a great episode and we'll put notes of where you can find her book and engage with her podcast. For those of you that don't know, the Sell or Die podcast was one of the reasons why I decided to start a podcast. It inspired me to take action. So I'm really excited to to be talking to Jen today and sharing with you, you know, what it takes to, to build that mindset of success. Also, guys, before we get into this great episode, don't forget, like us, share us, rate us. Keep sending those comments. Keep sending, you know, the, the, the gratitude because I love receiving that from you. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Start the conversation. If you have any questions, shoot them out to me. I love to engage with every single one of you. So guys, let's get into this episode. It's going to be awesome. Get your pen out. If you're driving, you know, make sure you bookmark stuff when the time comes because there is a there is a lot of awesomeness in this particular episode. So, Jen, welcome to the Sales IQ podcast. Thank you. Oh, how exciting is this? You know, finally get the famous uh, Jennifer Gluckow on the Sales IQ podcast. So, thank you so much for for coming on our show. Absolutely, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, fantastic! So, firstly. What's it like working with the famous Jeffrey Gittimore? <laughs> How do you well, stay sane? <laughs> um, it's funny because we, you know, we work together, we live together, um, we're everything together, and our biz, our her dinner table conversations um, <laughs> are very, you know, interesting and invigorating for us where we get all fired up about like a sales idea or <laughs> um, some, you know, dorky strategy. Whereas I think if you were a fly on the wall, you'd be like, really? <laughs> they like, they like actually talk about, like we get so excited talking about sales and selling and service and loyalty and attitude and all that stuff that like we, we just, you know, connect on that and talk about it all day to the point where I think if you were a fly on the wall, you'd be like, oh my goodness, it's so boring. <laughs> well, look, your voice is something that, I mean, well, I, had the, I had the pleasure of meeting you, what, two years ago, maybe more than two years ago um, when you hosted so us. So crazy, and, time flies. And, uh, you know, it was like I'd, 
It was like I'd known you my whole life. I'd been listening to you pretty much every week for a number of to- a number of times. Um, you know, listening to all the great podcasts that you produce, and your laugh is absolutely contagious, Jen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, People sometimes ask me to do it on demand, and I'm like, I can't. Just be funny <laughs> and tell me that. Yeah, no. Uh, and the other phrase that you say is, "I love that." And you know, I've got my go-to <laughs> phrase, and yours is, "I love that," and I love that. Oh, that's so funny. What's your go-to phrase? Uh, my go-to phrase is, that's fantastic, right? And everybody says, don't stop saying that's fantastic. Oh, well, absolutely. I almost said I love that, and then I caught myself because <laughs> I was like, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, look, I'm really excited about this session. And, um, you know, you've you've recently released a book, um, Sales in a New York Minute. And, you know, I want to talk a bit about that book. But before we get into that session and, and the session around sort of mindset and why mindset is such an important factor when it comes to being successful in sales. Tell us a bit more about, you know, yourself and how you started in the world of sales. Sure. So I grew up in a family business. My parents printed and bound books and I was always like begging to go to their office. I guess you could say I'm like a working uh, I love working. Yep. Um, and I, I would go on sales calls with my mom and observe her and watch her and really just was so intrigued by the fact that she could show up to someone's office, offer them a solution and walk away with a check or <laughs> walk away with a, a signed order. And eventually I wanted to do that myself. And so uh, all throughout high school, I worked, I sold Cutco knives. Um, and I don't know if, you know, I, th- I think it's in every country now, but for those of you not familiar with Cutco knives, they're like, imagine the best knives, like kitchen cutlery kind of knives on the yeah. planet. These are better. Um, and so I sold those. You can tell I had a strong belief system. Yeah. Still do. about <laughs> them. Went door to door, getting referrals, getting all sorts of sales, selling, you know, very expensive knives. And then in college, um, did IT stuff, and started realizing we could sell our services to not just the departments on campus and expand in that way, but also I was in St. Louis, Missouri, and we could expand selling our services to to businesses in the community. And so once again, I found myself sort of in the sales role and, you know, worked for an educational software company for six and a half years, doing everything from starting out to becoming a salesperson, then managing a 10 person nationwide team and eventually becoming second in charge of the sales division, all under the age of 30. And so that's really how it all went down. And then I realized one day, like, I want to help other people sell. I want to teach other people how they can do this too. Yeah. And that's when you moved into the world of sort of, you know, being in influencing others through training and, and coaching, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. So I quit my job and I um, decided to start my own business, teaching yeah. people how to sell. And that's actually how I met Jeffrey Gittimer, who we were talking about at the beginning, because I wanted to get sales content from the very beginning and he had great content. And yeah. so I went to one of his seminars. Um, but I basically started my business so that I could not just impact the 30 people in my sales division, but do what I'm doing right now, like go on podcasts and, and write articles and write mm. a book and be able to impact hundreds of thousands of people not just in my own city, but across, you know, multiple countries. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that I admire about you, um, Jen, and I really appreciate you sharing that with us, is 
I, you know, first engaged with you through the podcast, started listening to the seller die. Obviously, and I, I'm, I'm not, I keep telling people the second sales book I, I, I've ever read was a sales Bible, right? And I think there's a lot of people like me that read that book as a, you know, it was one of their first sales book. Um, and subsequently have read a lot of Jeff, Jeffrey's books. But what I love and admire about you is your, you've, you know, you've got your own character and the way that you've been able to um, position the value on the Sell or Die podcast has been instrumental. And, you know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been awesome. And I actually like, you know, because sometimes um, I, I feel that you're the, you know, you're the balance to that. You, you really bring um, subjective, the way you question guests, and I absolutely love it. And I follow you from a mindset perspective, and I believe that every salesperson should look at you as an example of what a healthy mindset, not even what a healthy, but what a mindset should look like in order to be successful in sales. When did you discover that mindset was such an important aspect of selling? So when you grow up in New York City and you're running to catch the subway because the subway doors are closing Mm -hmm. and and you have to squeeze through hundreds of other people to make your way onto the train or you're going to be late and then it's still late and it's hot and sticky in the summer. And, you know, it's such hustle bustle that most people in my situation, especially in sales there, don't take time for their mind. Don't take time to create slowness or stillness and slow down their minds. And I remember someone once telling me like, you know, I, I was expressing the fact that I had so many thoughts running through my mind that I felt like it was Grand Central Station, like where you're looking from above. I'm sure you've seen it somewhere in some movie where you're like looking at Grand Central Station from above and you just see these people going in yeah. every different direction, walking really quickly, no one stopping to talk to anyone else, that kind of thing. And I was like, that's what my mind feels wow. like. Yeah. And it was just racing constantly with so many thoughts. And I, I didn't, nowhere to begin. It's Mm. like, but I could do this and I could do that. And, you know, us salespeople, um, (laughs) we're like, you know, we, we fly to to (laughs) the shiny light bulb. When we see a shiny object, we're like, Ooh, that looks fun. Let's do that. And And so, and, and so when I came to Charlotte, North Carolina, um, it's, you know, a little bit of a slower paced city. If you don't go at the second, the light turns green, most people don't honk you. Um, <laughs> like, wait a second before honking you. You know, you let the you let the pedestrians walk and have the right of way, and you don't make them feel like you're crouching on them. And you know, it's just a different um, pace. And I realized that that was um, the reality in which I was living was the reality I needed to create for my mindset. If I wanted to get to the next level and if you want to get to the next level, even if your mind isn't racing like like people in Grand Central Station, you need to take time to slow your mind because when you do, your thoughts are going to be on fire in a way that you'll be able to accomplish so much more. And so on one of our podcasts on the Seller Die um, podcast, we interviewed Hal Elrod. And during that interview, he told us, you know, I started, I, I, I was going through a tough time. And so I decided to study all of the top people out there and determine like, what are these top people doing every day that they're doing that that's making them be so successful. 
And he realized that across everyone who was like a top producer, top performer, top of their game, they all had a morning routine routine of some sort. And each of them were doing one to three of six different things, meaning like, Some people were waking up and reading every morning or writing every morning, or some people were doing both. And he figured out what were like, you know, the the mass of things people were doing. And there were six things people were doing. And so he created this formula that I started to follow because I had no structure to my mornings. I mean, do you wake up and check your phone? Oh, look, I know. And just so for the people that that Miracle Morning episode was probably one of the it's one of the best episodes in my opinion in the Sol- on the Solidite podcast right and there's so oh, many thanks. great but I love that episode I think I listened to it a couple of times and yes you're right I still you know what it's a habit that I, I I've struggled to break you know I get up I check my email um, look at my LinkedIn and uh, it's not healthy it's not setting me up for success. And, so, and you're not the only one. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I would argue that most of us do that. But now imagine, because this is a practice that I've started trying to adopt, and, 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 and I'm going to give you a way to think about this, okay? So number one, imagine you don't wake up and look at your phone, but instead you take time to focus on yourself. Mm. And then you, you know, focus on what everyone else is doing. Like, yeah. how could that impact your morning? You know, and so what I've what I've started to think about is before I connect with the world and I think someone on one of my, you know, that I follow said something like this that really struck a chord with me. But before I connect with the world, I need to connect with myself first. Mm, Absolutely. And isn't that so powerful? Because how can you if you want to be your best for others you need to be your best for yourself first and so why are we starting our day comparing ourselves or wondering who struck john or wondering who did what why do we even care like someone (laughs) you know i've been posting a lot on my stories and the other night i I posted an ice cream sandwich and i said could this count as (laughs) dinner does this count as dinner right Can I tell you how many people DM'd me and responded to me? Like that one post that I thought was like pretty funny, but really stupid. Like people actually care what I eat. I don't know. Like got so much engagement. It was insane. And so, you know, the question really is like, why do we care about others? Like what, you know, in that sense, like let's put the focus on our mindset and on ourselves first. Yeah. That's really powerful. And and you know what's quite amazing is that you've you've been very successful at what you do right and you decided to make a mindset change like it's not as if you weren't successful right i mean your your podcast it's probably the number one business you know um sales business to business and mindset podcast in the world right um you guys are producing insane content you've been successful in new york you've then moved to another you know state and you're successful there what motivated you to sort of listen to, you know, the miracle morning and say, right, I'm going to make a change to my mindset? Well, for me, it was, I'm down for a challenge. And he mentioned <laughs> it was like you could do a 30 day challenge. And I was like, what's 30 days in my life? Well, what if, if I do it for 30 days and it could transform my life in this way that he's actually talking about, like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. You know? And so like, okay, so I'm going to wake up an hour earlier every day. And I can tell you, like when I wake up earlier, I actually, I'm not tired 
by four o'clock mm. because I'm still so energized and invigorated by what I've done that morning to set the foundation. And yeah. that's what, that's really why I decided it was more like a challenge at first because I was like, not skeptical, but more so wondering like, could this work for me? What would that look like? Let's try it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'll say this, like mindset is one of those words that a lot of people hear and they're like, Oh yeah, I've got a good mindset. Yeah. Or I don't need lessons on mindset. And I would argue that, um, it's not just about your mindset. It's about your belief system. It's about your attitude. It's about the energy that you're giving off to this universe. And I know that sounds a little woo, but, um, you know, from it, from a spiritual sense, like people can take your, can get your vibe mm. people. And, and that means your customers can get your vibe. So if you're walking into a sale and you're pissed off because there was traffic or bad weather, mm. or your kid just yelled at you, or you got in a fight with a friend or your spouse or whatever, and you bring that into the meeting, you can bet that they're going to pick up on that yeah. and they're probably not going to want to buy from you. So if you know ahead of time that investing in yourself in terms of reading something positive, writing something positive, setting your mind right and having strategies in your pocket so that if something goes wrong, you know, you're able to overcome whatever's happening, then why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, absolutely. And tell us like, this is awesome, right? I absolutely love this. So, I'm pretty proud that I believe, you know, nine times out of 10, I've got a really growth mindset. I tried to have that routine. Sure, there's areas of improvement, and I like what you said. You've challenged me today, and I'm gonna do the 30-day challenge because I need to not get up and look yes. at my phone, right? So, you know what, Jen, you're, fine. you're the inspiration. I listened to the Miracle Morning, like I've listened to it a couple of times, right? But I am going, I'm down for the challenge, right? Okay, but, so for those of your listeners who are wondering like, what the hell are the six things? Can I just tell them real fast? Please do, yes. Okay, so it, it's it, there's an acronym that Hal Elrod created called SAVERS, and it begins with silence or prayer. Uh, during that time, um, I'll usually do like a meditation. Yep. Then A is affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and writing, but he calls it scribing so that it fits the SAVERS thing. Yep. Um, now, here's the thing. You do not have to do them in any order. You do not, you can spend as much time on each thing as you want. So for example, I may spend 15 or 20 minutes reading, but only spend one minute with visualization and 10 minutes with, um, with meditation. Yeah. So it really, you know, depends on you and what you want to put your focus on. But I've added a couple of things that I think have really made my mornings better. Yep. Um, so one of them is I wake up and drink a whole um, a water bottle full of water that I keep at my bedside. So I yep. put it there the night before so that like the minute I wake up, I have water because, okay, everyone drinks coffee in the morning and don't get me wrong. I love coffee. And is, and what's coffee for? I've got your mug. Coffee is for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love coffee, right? But the thing is, is coffee actually dehydrates you yep. and you wake up from sleeping without getting water for the last eight to 10 hours, you're already dehydrated. Yeah. So if you fuel your body with water first, it's gonna give you way more energy. So I drink a whole thing of water, do the that routine, and then at the end of the routine, I've added, because right after that, you're like ready to go, you're on fire, you're super stoked. 
So I've added like some sort of learning or something that could, that I'm working on. So let's say I'm trying to learn French. Yeah. I'll do 15 minutes of French right after that. Or if you're trying to learn how to play the guitar, that's, that's a great time to do 15 minutes of guitar. And like, if you think about it, you know, if you say, oh, I don't have an hour every week to practice my guitar, fine. Mm. But can you find 15 minutes a day? Of course you can. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do something like that in the morning before you, you, you know, get out there and go to your day, like 15 minutes a day is going to add up and it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're following the Miracle Morning, the Savers model every day and plus the extra stuff that you've put in. I, I try to do it as many days a week as I can, plus yeah. the extra stuff. And I love meditation. So, um, you know, I add, I do extra meditation throughout the day. So like, you know, you asked me before, I think even before we started this interview, you were like, you know, we were talking about what we were going to talk about. Like, it's not just about creating that foundation for the morning mm. for your day, creating that foundation for the Sorry, let me start over. It's not just about creating the foundation for your day in that morning routine, but it's also about like, what if something happens throughout the day yes. that upsets you? Yeah. And so like, I'll tell you this right now, like if, if I'm pissed off about something that just happened at work, like I may disappear for 15 minutes and that's because I've gone to my meditation couch. I'll take a 10 minute meditation and I'll wake up like, you know, get out of my meditation and I'll be fine. Okay. And so. <laughs> so that's one of your strategies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I use the Headspace app. I get no money yeah. for recommending it, even <laughs> though I should. And um, I love Andy's voice. I think he's phenomenal. Now, my husband, Jeffrey, hates Andy's voice. <laughs> so um, it's really like, what do you like? Cause you have to do you. And yeah. so there's other apps out there like breathe and calm and shine. And I don't even know. There's so many. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's one of my strategies for sure throughout the day. Okay. And so, you know, with this mindset and, and oh, look, I really love, I said miracle morning and another good book that you might like is own the day, own your life. Um, mm -hmm. and he talks about, you know, the habits of routine and, and I do, do that as well the water i put lemon um in it and have that first thing when you wake up and the exercise component and you know the area that i need to improve on um is i, I gotta stop looking at my phone that is absolutely key because what i find is then i become a bit reactive and so already somebody else is dictating what i need to do for the first you know hour or so um it delays me from going to going for a run or going to the gym because i, I try to be quite disciplined in my mornings um, sometimes it even impacts me negative because I'm like, oh, I'm li looking at something that I didn't, you know, it's negative input. Um, something could be wrong. Well, you got to Marie Kondo that stuff. Like get yeah. that negative stuff out of your feed, out of your life. I can tell you this right now. Like I don't go through my Facebook feed anymore because A, the scrolling can feel endless. Yeah. And B, there are so many people in there now like complaining one way or another about politics. It's like. Yeah, I've. I've Look, actually deleted I get one. your side, I get that yeah. side, I get everybody's side and what you're all pissed off about, but I don't need that pissed offness <laughs> yeah, in no, my absolutely. mind. And like, we don't realize how much that actually 
can impact us. Yeah. Um, and so like I'll go, I use Facebook because we have a lot of business on there. And so I'll go into my specific Facebook groups, like for example, the 2020 sales vision group where we coach other members, I'll go right into that group and go to the coaching or I'm part of a group where I get coached. Yeah. And so I'll go right into that group. But I, I don't scroll the feed anymore yeah. because of that. And, you know, it's funny, I had to switch off from it because it, that politics stuff, the, you know, the vegans, this, that, and the other, it was actually doing my head in. And I found that that negative conditioning wasn't having, because I don't read, oh, I don't watch your news, you know, because I'm like, I don't want to hear about all the bad stuff going on in the world um, because I want to focus on the positive stuff, right? Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, and that's one of the things, and f that's why I like your Instagram feed because I like to see your dog. <laughs> <laughs> or something really positive, right? So, um, but I want to get to that. So is there, and, you know, even though you've got um, such a disciplined routine in, you know, setting the foundations for a successful day, you talked about when things, something goes wrong. I mean, you know, are you faced with, you know, challenges that make you really stop and think and, and do you ever have that negative, you know, thought start to cloud your judgment? Yeah, I mean, I'm human. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm <laughs> podcasters were just like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, well, I'm about to say this because. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. I, I, I'm. I mean, everyone does, and that's the thing. Like, you have to determine. Okay, am I having a negative thought about something? That and and. And if it's negative, how can I fix it? And what can I think instead? And, you know, like the other day we were talking to Gabrielle, Jeffrey's daughter, and she's like, I'm worried that if I go there, I might get a stomachache. <laughs> and then I'm worried about if I get a stomachache, what could happen? Like, how will I get home and how will I feel and what will happen with that kind of thing? I go, okay, so right now you're putting all of your focus on getting that stomach ache. And it's almost like you're talking it into existence. Like imagine if you're going to meet a customer and you're like, I'm worried I'm not gonna get the sale. Mm. Well, why are we focusing? Did you hear those words? Not get the sale. It's yeah. like if I say to you, Luigi, I don't want you to think about a big red truck. <laughs> well, what'd you just think about? You just thought about a big <laughs> red truck, right? And so the thing you're saying, those things that you're saying in your mind, in your head, you're thinking. And so if you're saying to yourself, I'm worried I'm not going to get the sale. Well, our brain picks up on not going to get the yeah. sale. And so like for Gabrielle, I was like, I want you to do this. When you go someplace that you're like, instead of worrying about getting a stomachache, I want you to think about what's the very best thing that could happen when you get there. And so now we're changing our focus, changing our thoughts, changing our mindset. I'm going to focus on, okay, when I get there, I can have ice cream and I can do this and I can do that. And there's going to be a party and, you know, whatever it may be, right? Or yeah. like, okay, you're walking into a sale. What's the very best outcome that could happen? Mm. I get the sale yeah, and they refer yeah. me and then those people refer me to five other sales. Oh my goodness. Let's put our focus on that because how much more powerful is that thought than the thought of I'm worried I'm not going to get yeah. the sale. And it's so funny you say that because, you know, I coach a lot of salespeople across a variety of roles and one of the roles that I coach is where they, you know, they've got to respond to inbound leads and you know, they're getting inundated with, with inbound leads and they have to pick it up and then qualify, et cetera. And a lot of them, you know, even before they make the, make the call, they're like, oh, these, they, you know, it's going to go to voicemail. And I'm like, well, you're already manifesting a negative outcome. So expect the negative outcome. 
And so what I, you know, what, what I'm hearing from you, Jen, and, and, and I really want our listeners is what this is not something that is pretend for you. It's oozing out of you. The the positive mindset, the focus on the positive versus a negative is very, very clear. Thanks. Well, well, here's the deal. Like we have a choice. You yep. and I and you, you person listening to me right now, you have a choice for every single thought that you have. And you can choose to make that choice positive and you can choose to make that choice negative. But without even like thinking about the fact that you're going to choose, I want you to ask yourself one question. If I choose negative thoughts, is that going to help me become more successful than if I choose positive thoughts? Or if I choose positive thoughts, is that going to help me become more successful? Mm. And the obvious answer is if you choose positive thoughts, that's going to help you become more successful, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So why wouldn't you choose (laughs) to find the positivity and the good every single time? Yeah. But, but Jen, I've been in sales for 15 to 20 years. I've always done it this way. Why should I change now? How's that working for you? <laughs> because we hear this, are right? You, are you exactly where you want to be? Do you yeah. feel like you could grow more? You could succeed more? You could maybe put more money in your bank account? Maybe you could buy that second home that you've always wanted or pay off your mortgage? <laughs> or maybe get the car that you wanted or the boat or whatever. You know what? Look around at the most successful people in the world. Do you see them being negative about shit? Mm. No, they're mostly positive people. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, this is really enlightening this episode because, again, I say, you know, if, if we look at the successful, you know, we look at high performing salespeople, right? They're, they exhibit yep. a certain amount of behaviors, and those behaviors aren't necessarily sales related. Like, you know, they focus on the mindset, they're disciplined, they're, they plan their day, um, you know, they, they know what they need to do to get the best out of themselves. You know, they're not necessarily sales skills. Right. I mean, before, so I teach, a, I have a membership site, it's called Cashflow to CEO. Yep. And, um, and I help entrepreneurs make more sales. And everyone comes to me because they want more sales strategies. But really, I, and I give sales strategies. But really, they don't need more selling strategies. What they need is more confidence and a better mindset. And yeah. when you when you marry more confidence and a better mindset, a better attitude, more focus, you know, not doing all the things, but doing the right things that are going to make you uber successful with sales strategies, then yeah. you have the winning combination. And so like if you just focus on sales strategies, but you don't change your attitude or your mindset, you're you're, yeah. going to have some really good sales strategies, but you're not going to get <laughs> as far as you want to go. And so this is like the foundation to the house yep. and you need to build that before you can put the roof on it. Yeah. Fantastic. Man, this is awesome. You know what? I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting excited myself. You know, it's, what is the time here in Melbourne? It's like five o'clock in the morning and I'm ready to go out and make a sale. <laughs> you know? Oh man. So, so I want to um, just say one more thing. You know when you get into a fight with somebody and you're arguing over something, whatever it may be, and you walk away and five minutes later, you're like, oh, I should have said that. Yeah. Like you think of something that you should have said in that moment. Yep. You know what I'm talking Like have Absolutely. you ever been there? Happens. I even okay. never say. I'm like, I should have said that. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. So, so that's because when you're fostering all these negative emotions and you're so worked up in an angry way about whatever it is. And like people get pissed off about, in my opinion, like the silliest of craziest things, but about whatever. Ice cream, about your ice cream sandwich for dinner. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> like, I am amazed that I, I did an ad, not an ad, but like I did a video on Facebook talking about, um, what was I even talking about? I, I, something about creating consistent revenue. I forget yeah. exactly what it was. And I was like, if you keep doing this, and I, and I mentioned like Chevy's and Budweiser versus like a Tesla or Mercedes and craft beer. And I was just creating an analogy, like an example, right? Yeah. And you should see people in the comments like, WTF lady, I love Budweiser and I love this and that. And that, like, but like actually writing it all out and like being really harsh. And I'm like, um, this was a video meant to help you. I don't, I think you missed the message, but thanks for creating more engagement. You know, and like, I'll walk into the office and be like, I got a negative comment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they're all looking at me like, is she really happy? I'm like, this is amazing because now it's going to come up and it hit this guy's feed and he has 5,000 followers, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm genuinely happy. Like, and, but okay. So here's the thing. Let me go back to that fight argument example. So in the moment, if you're negative about something, you lose the opportunity to say, think, and do exactly what you want because you're so worked up and those negative emotions are taking over your body. They're in that fight or fight. They're in that fight or flight mode and, and you go into protection mode in a way. Whereas if you stay calm and you don't get all angered, you can actually search for a better outcome. Yeah. And so where do this where does this play a role? Well, let's say you're in the heat of the sale, like legit, it is go time. Yeah. And you just find out that your competitor has some sort of edge against you and you are betting your entire quarter pipeline on this deal because it was a sure thing and now you just found out like oh no okay and this is not just like millions of lost revenue to the company but it's hundreds of thousands of dollars of potential lost revenue to you it is so easy in that moment to get angered and really lose your temper and be pissed off and angry and upset but if you stay calm and you practice meditation and you practice affirmations and you know it because one of your affirmations is that is something like wealth is everywhere and I create abundance and mm. I can figure out anything because everything is figure outable. And you have these things that you're saying to yourself on a daily basis that have become embedded in your mind. Then all of a sudden you're in that situation and you're like, I got this. Yeah, absolutely. And now you can think clearly and you're not being clouded by that negative emotion. Mm. You know, and that is such a powerful concept and powerful way to look at the world, right? And, you know, one of the things that impacted me, and I, and I haven't, you know, shared this story too much, but one of the, like, most profound days in my professional development journey was coming to you, to, to your place, right? Was coming to that, that library. And and that mm. that is probably that is like insane, you know, when you've got the Paul J. Meyer records and the Napoleon Hill's early writings, and it is literally you just feel right. And I just I didn't want to leave that place, but you know what you're talking about is not something that, you know, it's not 
like a New Testament, right? This is writings that the Paul J. Myers, the Jim Rohn, the Napoleon Hills, Earl Nightingales, they've all been talking about the same concept, right? And but what I love about the way that you're 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 wrapping this message around the mindset is it begins with the way that we look at something. We can either look at it in a negative, like you took that comment, which some people would be like, well, why would you give me that? Oh, I've got a troll, whatever. But you've actually said, fantastic. He's, my message is now going to 5,000 more people, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, that completely describes the definition of having that positive mindset. It's the way in which we look and receive that information. And that's what I love about your book i love about the message that you put out and it's genuine like it actually oozes out of you and so the message that i'm taking away from this because you know is my mindset perfect absolutely not there's things that i'm really positive about and there's things that you know what it's it's actually below the line what i call below the line behavior right that i get negative and i get you know angry and and uh, i respond versus actually taking stuff on board so you know what i've what this has helped me today is that i need to go back to my philosophy in that we live in a world of abundance and everything happens for a reason and i can i can choose to accept it as a positive versus a negative so I, really, I like it. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So I've got two actions from this today. I'm going to do my miracle morning. I'm actually, and, and you know what, I'm going to send you a note, Jen, and tell you how I go in 30 days. <laughs> Not Please tell you how do. I go. I'm going to, I am going to tell you that I was successful after 30 days of doing the miracle morning, okay? That I stopped okay. looking at my phone. So I'm future state. But before we, because I know that you know, we're coming to a point of conclusion, but before we wrap up, I want to ask two key questions for you. So in your sales career, who's been you know, the biggest influence and why? I'm going to go with, I only get to choose one person. <laughs> or one or two people, but yeah, some someone or, you know, a couple of people that have had a real big influence on you. Well, one of the people is definitely my dad yeah. because I walked, um, I grew up with him building a book manufacturing business from nothing. Yeah. And into a 200 person, you know, company. Um, And I watched as he worked his butt off. He worked every day of the week because the plant ran seven days a week. Um, I I watched, you know, he left at four o'clock in the morning. I would hear him turn the alarm off in the morning, (laughs) leave and, um, and then come home, eat dinner with us. I would listen to his philosophy at the dinner table um, and, and then do the same thing the next day. And, um, one day I asked him like, why do you go into work so early when it's your company? Like you could get there late. And he was like, well, I want to be the first one there so that I can walk through the plant and say hi to everybody. And the fact that he, um, was a, so dedicated to, you know, what he was doing and building, but B, cared so much about not just his customers, but also his employees taught me exactly how I wanted to run my business. And Mm. I don't necessarily think that in today's day, um, working all the time is the right move because it's, it's, um, uh, then he had to go there to work. Now you can work from your phone wherever you are. Yeah. And 
and it really can be nonstop. And so I don't advocate for that necessarily, but he taught me the definition of work ethic. He taught me the definition of treating your employees like family and mm. building, you know, something massive that's way bigger than you that can help hundreds of thousands of people, potentially millions of people and impact them in a positive way. And so, um, and then one other thing was just about positive attitude. Like no matter what, here is a person that I have watched my entire life have a positive attitude. And to me, it's just been so inspiring. Oh, fantastic. And you know, you know, you're fortunate if you look at that from a positive perspective. You're fortunate that you're able to, to have somebody have such a positive influence on your life from such an early age. Thank you. Yeah, and was there a second person? Oh, I, I, I have like ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, Jeffrey Gittimer has obviously had a massive impact on me yeah. um, with all of his books and, um just all of his writings, all of his teachings have had Mm. a massive impact on me. And then also um, even, I mean, (laughs) I write this in my book, but like I'm grateful from everyone who's been a customer of mine to people have said no to me because I have learned the most from someone who has said no or not right now. And so, you know, I don't know to take that as a positive attitude thing or not, but you know, there's a lesson in everything if you're looking for it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And again, that that is, you know, if you're struggling in sales or you're not achieving what you're, you know, you're expecting to achieve, go back to the philosophy and the mindset because you can actually hear it in what, you know, you're displaying, you know. And again, it's not it's not fake. It's not disingenuous. It's you're living and breathing the power of positivity. Um, and the last question I have is you know, in, in your opinion, is sales an art or a science? Is sales what? Is it, is it an art or a science? <laughs> it's both. It's both. All right. Do you want to get off the fence and tell me why? Um, sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in terms of like science, you can create systems that will make it so much easier. But in terms of an art, you know, you really need to be able to understand how to create that emotional engagement and how to create that positivity in your life where you realize in the moment, you know, you can choose something else. Um, so I don't know. In my opinion, it's both. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. You know, we get a lot what of mixed responses. Look, and and again, I do believe that there's a component where you can learn from the data. But in my opinion, that the sale comes from the art, and it's it, we're mastering a craft, right? Because it doesn't matter how you know great our CRM or our our ability to send, you know, you know, like a, you know, at Outbound, we had the both you know, outreach.io and the fact that they've got this great system that can churn through leads and turn them into warm prospects. And at the end of the day, the minute that conversation needs to happen, that's where the art kicks in. Because no matter how good your product or service is, if you haven't got the skill to be able to have a conversation and help a customer identify, you know, potentially unrecognized need and then present to them a solution in a way that they can appreciate and value, then the sale doesn't occur, right? And so for me, and this is where how we're going to beat the bots. This is how we're going to beat AI and all that crap. It's 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 because people require people connection, 
And that's where I believe the art is, you know, sale, it comes from, it's an art of selling. And that's just my opinion, Jen. So. <laughs> cool. And awesome. So before we, we let you go, where can our listeners find, you know, you, um, your book and what we'll put all links into the show notes? Sure. I'm really big on Instagram. I love yeah. Instagram. Just Jen in any minute. It's Jen in a New York minute, but it's all on word. So yeah. it, it looks like any minute. <laughs> and um, if you go to my uh, website, sales in a New York minute, you can also find out more. Awesome. Well, look, I've absolutely, this is this this has been awesome. I think, you know, it's given me some actions and stuff that I need to do to improve my mindset. And I want to thank you for the contribution you make to our community because the Seller Die Network, the Seller Die Podcast, is, has had a massive impact on my career. I love it. Um, you know, I love everything about what you guys do and, and the content that you push out, Jen. So I really want to thank you for, for everything that you do for us. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for coming on the Sales IQ Podcast. Did Jen bring it? Oh, yeah, she brought it. I love that episode. I had so much fun talking to Jennifer about mindset and what it takes to develop the mindset of success and build the behaviors and habits that enable us to really feel good about what we do in what can be such a tough, tough environment and industry. And Jennifer did it in one of the toughest markets in the world, New York. So what I loved about that episode is you can really hear the authenticness in the way that Jennifer shared her story and shared you know, what makes her tick from a mindset perspective. So my challenge to you this week is, what are you doing to develop the mindset for success? What are you doing to build the resilience, to build your positive growth-based mindset so that you can be the best sales professional you can be?